0: Welcome to today's episode of the show where I interview negotiation expert Mark Cobbs. Now, in this episode, you will discover the five ways in which we go about negotiating and also a few key insights into the planning before you even enter into a negotiation process. As well as this interview, I'm also pleased to announce that Mark and myself are entering into a partnership this year, which means that if you're interested in learning more about negotiation skills, or you'd like to develop any form of communication, then all you need to do is book a free 30-minute consultation, which you can do via the link in the episode description. Now, I hope you enjoy today's episode. I certainly learned a lot from Mark, and it will give you a real understanding of what it means to be an expert negotiator. So welcome back to the show today, Mark.
1: Hi Gary, yeah, lovely to see you again and thank you for inviting me back.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure. I'm actually really excited to talk about negotiation skills with you today.
1: Negotiation skills, oh, big topic.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I guess we might as well kick it off with, could you just explain what a negotiation is so we just understand it right from the get-go?
1: Well, I mean, you, you've got to look at the word negotiation to negotiate, haven't you? Let's define that first. Um Very simply, it's just a discussion with the aim of reaching an agreement between two parties. Um, It's a mutual uh, acknowledgement of what's on the table, of facts, of figures, um, of what somebody wants, what somebody doesn't want, and uh, a discussion, a talk. Uh, where both parties can be happy with whatever agreement is reached.
0: This sounds like a big topic. You've just touched upon many different areas there. I guess the first place to start is, how do we know if we're in a negotiation and if we're not in a negotiation? Because by what you've just described, I get the sense that perhaps people think they're in a negotiation when actually they're not, because there's not two parties both involved with the final outcome. Well... Um I
1: suppose in simplest forms uh, both parties uh have a need. Uh one party wants something and one party wants to give them that something. Um what has to be discussed is uh the details of how that uh, arrangement can be made. Um I suppose you've got to look at the fact that it's a common need, common ground. Both parties need something from the other party. Um, And that's when you find yourself in a negotiation. You want something, you're prepared to negotiate for it. The other party are prepared to take it off your hands, but they also want something to take it off your hands. Um, And you enter into what what is called a, a negotiation or simply a discussion about the best terms that can be arranged where both parties are happy.
0: So for the everyday man, just to simplify that, it could be negotiating where one member wants to sell their old couch, someone else wants to buy it, and they can negotiate on the price, negotiate on when it's collected. Can you negotiate on many things, or is it typically just the negotiation is the financial area and the other areas are more the terms of agreement?
1: No, this is one of the uh, misconceptions about negotiation. A lot of people think that to negotiate, uh, is, is all about money is about is about cost it's not uh, at all in fact in many areas of business it's not the money at all um, there are so many other areas that you need to negotiate on um, you just mentioned a few things price is just one of many um, if you're selling a product or you want to get rid of a product or you want to buy a product It's not just about the cost, it's about the delivery time, Um, it's about installation, is there a guarantee involved? Um, So many things uh, that make the end price reasonable to both parties. Uh, For instance, if you get a great deal and you buy something at an unbelievable cost, but delivery is a year away, um then cost is irrelevant because you you want that product now, and if the other party can't deliver the product now you're not interested at any cost, so that has to be negotiated so you you end up for instance with a with a price which is happy, then you start negotiating on delivery that 's just a very simple form mm-hmm. um and there are many many areas that affect. Uh, each other so for instance let's say a guarantee for a a product Um, uh, a product has a guarantee somebody wants to give you a guarantee a warranty if you like of 24 months that's not acceptable to you you want a warranty of 36 months they're not prepared to do it Um, that could be a sticking point in the negotiation it has nothing to do with cost
0: Mm. Uh, it's interesting I think most people, when they think of negotiating, is negotiating on price. But as you've rightly pointed out there, there's many different facets to negotiating.
1: Well, I mean, there are many, many areas of uh, of uh, that you have to look at when you're negotiating. I mean, you might walk away um, with what you think is a good price and be happy. Uh, and if you haven't discussed in the negotiations um for instance terms of payment um so let's say you're the seller um you've got you've come away with a good price but the guy who's buying it from you isn't prepared to pay you the full cost for let's say 90 days well you know that that causes you a cash flow problem so you've got to negotiate terms of payment mm. um as, as another example i talked about delivery a minute ago or installation uh you know uh terms of payment actually in today's world is more important actually than the cost uh because we all want our money quickly mm. and people don't want to part with their money quickly so they try and extend the payment terms uh for as long as they can and you're trying to negotiate quicker payment terms there's another example um but true negotiation involves all of those factors
0: so How do you negotiate? (laughs) Because it's interesting. I, I, I get where you're coming from. There's multiple facets to a negotiation. And let's assume now that we are in a negotiation. So we both want the same outcome, but we need to negotiate how that's going to happen. How does that process take place? I'm assuming there's some skills or some specific principles of how to negotiate.
1: Well there are. I mean, um one of the key factors of going into a negotiation, whether it's at a, a, a lower level or at the highest level, is preparation. You've got to be prepared, um and we'll go into that later. But you know, there there are some basic things for the 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 the, the, the man in the street to be aware. You cannot say that you've been in a negotiation if you haven't negotiated for at least 15 minutes, for instance. I mean, that's very much a 101, but, you know, don't think you're in a negotiation if you if you speak to somebody for five minutes. That's not the case. Um, any less negotiating time than 15 minutes means that either party hasn't had enough time to consider the other side's requirements. Um Naturally, the size and the seriousness of the negotiation or the deal that's on the table dictates that time. So, you know, if you're negotiating a $20 million pipeline deal, you're not going to do that in 15 minutes. That's going to take weeks, if not months. Um, But one of the key things about negotiation that people can prepare for is to set yourself a time limit. Um, The irony is... And this is an important factor to uh, fact to note. approximately 90% of all negotiations are finalized uh, or get settled in the last 10% of the discussion. So just say that again, 90% of all negotiations get settled only in the last 10% of the time allocated. So if you say you've been negotiating all day. You've been talking all day, negotiating all day, dealing with things. The actual deal is not done until the final hour of that day.
0: Which is why having a time constraint makes the deal happen. Yes, it can do.
1: Um, But again, even that has to be negotiated because somebody says, well, listen, let's just give this three hours. And the other party says, no, I haven't got time. I've only got an hour. Uh, so, you know, everything is up for negotiation. There's an old adage, isn't it? Everything can be negotiated.
0: Well, I guess a good example of this is the football transfer window because that has a specific deadline time. And actually a lot of the deals in football go through at the last minute.
1: Yeah. And uh, as the public, we only hear about that final minute. Yeah. The irony is there were months before that back channels, uh, talks, negotiations between people, clandestine and or not, or in public. Uh, But the final deal is the only thing that we hear about. But the irony is 90% of the time before that was discussed um, in depth and negotiated for the the deal that actually came out of it.
0: So for you, a deadline is imperative to a negotiation?
1: It's not imperative, but it's a good idea. It's not imperative. My first point is if uh, how do you negotiate some some basic skills is uh, and I came out with if you, if you think you're in a negotiation and it lasts for less than fifteen minutes, you're not. I mean, fifteen minutes is a is a a small period of time. Um, you know, you have to be aware of what the other party needs, and you have to be uh, aware of what your own needs are, and that goes into into more depth and um, you know a little bit more complexity. Um, but that's number one. You know, if you're going to go into a negotiation, it's going to have to last a little bit of time, Mm. and that's 15 minutes as a minimum. Um, You know, you've you've got to uh, allow the other person or the other party to speak um, and what they have to say, and you have to understand what they're saying so that you can come back with uh, a scenario that pleases them, as long as it pleases you too.
0: So one of the first areas that I'm just picking up on here is to accept that if you are going to go into a negotiation, that trying to get a quick outcome or get it done as quickly as possible isn't necessarily the right way of going into a negotiation. If you accept that actually it's going to take a bit of time, it's not necessarily about getting it done quickly. It's about listening to what the other parties want, because I'm guessing that if you're someone that just wants to get the deal done as quickly as possible, that that's just going to lead to potential issues down the line, rather than actually spending the time and negotiating all of the terms of agreements right at the start rather than just saying, let's get this done as quickly as possible and deal with everything later.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've you've also got to look at the fact that, you know, is there going to be a relationship after this deal? Is this um, uh, a client or a customer that you want to hold on for a few years? Um, or is this just a one-off and you'll never see them again? Um, it also depends on what type of um, uh, stature you have. Are you the bigger company or the bigger person i.e. financially uh, you know are you do you care about the uh, the relationship with the other person um, so you're absolutely right doing a deal or negotiating very quickly can lead to problems down the road because you haven't expanded on all the other things that need to be negotiated on and very often a deal is struck very quickly and the price is agreed, and very often one of those parties will have lost on that deal. Um, The other thing is that, you know, if you want to do a deal quickly and the other person says, yes, I'll do the deal quickly, um, there's a reason for that. Um, And that reason is normally negative, and it comes later on in in the business relationship.
0: So actually having patience when you're negotiating is probably going to stead you really well? Yeah, I mean, you
1: know, again, I I think I mentioned the size and the seriousness of the negotiation is paramount into how you view it. Um, It depends on what type of character you are or or what's at stake, obviously. Um, But negotiation definitely is a process. You know, it's not a question of just putting your money on the table and saying, there you go, take it or leave it. That's not a negotiation (laughs) at all. That's almost a threat. Mm. Um, you know, demand. That's mm. not negotiation. Negotiation is a discussion between two parties um, to reach an agreement. The idea of a discussion is that today we're going to reach an agreement. Mm. That's the aim. That's the outcome. Now, what the outcome is at the end of that, we don't know yet. But you you go in with a, um, you know, with knowing that in, you want to have an agreement at the end of this?
0: So I'm guessing that a lot of people can waste a lot of time when they're not even in a negotiation. From what you've just said, negotiations when two parties both want an outcome and they're discussing how that's going to take place. A lot of times, I imagine there's circumstances where I want something and the other person's sort of not really too bothered. And then that ends up with me chasing them Trying too hard, following up unnecessarily. Mm. Well, that's
1: that's not a negotiation. That's that's even before negotiation, mm. isn't it? I mean, you're you're trying to sell your service or your product, and somebody's not interested. That's selling. That's sales tex- techniques. Mm. That's 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 selling uh, your product or your service. Selling yourself, if you like. Uh, you know, your your company, your credibility. It's only once you've sold that product that they've got th- the idea that they want that product, they need that product, then you enter the negotiation. Because somebody who says, yes, I want it, doesn't mean you've sold it. You know, we're not talking here, Gary, about somebody walking into a shop and saying, I want that bar of chocolate. It's 20p. or well, here's, you know, I'll give you 18p. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the product is sold. The need has been created.
0: That's a really valid and excellent point making a differentiator there between selling something and being in a negotiation. Mm -hmm. And I completely agree with what you just said. It's, that's actually just that one piece of advice itself just allows you to just make more distinctions about what part of that process you're in. You, You mentioned negotiation to process. Sales is also a process. Yes. So if we keep this towards negotiation skills because we could probably talk for hours about the sales process as well but mm-hmm. in a negotiation process you mentioned that it is indeed a process now how much does personality play a role in this because I'm assuming that there's different ways that we all negotiate are there some specific ways that people tend to negotiate Is that how it works? Are there a few ways that people will typically negotiate like this or is that not the case? Yeah.
1: I mean, you and I have spoken on podcasts before that uh, negotiation skills or corporate skills and this type of knowledge or awareness um, is not taught at university. So unless you are a professionally trained negotiator, there are certain theories, background, knowledge, awareness that you won't have. So you naturally go in... Uh, with the type of person that you are, um, if you like uh, your temperament, your character, your personality that's nature, or maybe pe- perhaps your upbringing, which is nurture so we we move into the you know adult life uh, and we become very good at what we do and we end up having to negotiate um, now we aren't skilled in the nobody's taught us how to negotiate. Um, so you, you fall back on your own personality, your own intelligence, um, your own nurture, the way you, you know, you've seen it being, being done before when you were a youngster, uh, maybe things you've seen on television, and you think that's the best way. But there are many, many different f- facets to uh, the type of negotiator you are, um, and the type of negotiator you are um, dictates the outcome. At the end of the day, Um, you know, if you're somebody who isn't interested in the other person's company or the other party's uh, outcome, then you're you're a particular start. You have a particular style of negotiating that works, but not all the time.
0: Something you've touched upon a couple of times, actually, is the need to understand what the other party wants. I'm assuming that is. A big area because just in my experience of of coaching people most people aren't effective listeners so they just a basic reflective listening exercise really struggle to reflect back what someone says to them so if we fast forward that to a negotiation and most people most of the time aren't effective listeners that must create issues in negotiating because you don't really understand what someone wants and I guess some of the time people often can't articulate exactly what it is that they want as well. So is that area of understanding the first step really towards negotiating is to find out actually what the both parties want and for both parties to understand what what each other want as well?
1: Yes, it's it's paramount. Um, You have to try and understand, you have to have what's called empathy. We've talked about this before. You have to understand their point of view. Um, you know, what they need. And every time somebody says something to you, it's very good to paraphrase it and, and reflect that back to them. So what you're saying, Mr. Smith, is that you require this by this time. Uh, yes, that's correct. And, you know, um, really understanding their their needs. But it goes even deeper than that because it it, it it's almost like a negotiation is almost like a game. Because nobody is going to offer you full information. Nobody's ever going to tell you what their bottom line price is, what their bottom line delivery time is, what their terms of payment they're prepared to go. It's up to you to find out. And you find things out by asking questions. And any answers uh, should be, you know, confirmed. Um, It's a bit like an interrogation. That's a very strong word. It's not, but it's it's pinpointing the areas that you can agree on. There are going to be some areas uh, that there is no way you can agree to what they want. Therefore, you use something else to uh, bargain with them, if you like. I can't do that for you, Mr. Smith, but what I can do is this which hopefully, uh, you know, takes away a little bit of their uh, concerns.
0: Hmm. So for people that lack empathy, we all know individuals that do lack a certain level of empathy. How can they go about that process? Because if you really don't care what the other party wants, which I've seen this multiple times in negotiations where it's a case of, It's either this or we don't have a deal or a complete disregard for what the other party wants. Is that a style of negotiation as well? Or is that just someone who doesn't understand how to negotiate?
1: Well, that's somebody who doesn't understand how to negotiate. And I would say to anybody who comes across these people um, who literally say, well, that's what it is. You know, take it or leave it. You walk away because you're going to have problems. They, if they don't have an interest in you um, or they don't understand where you're coming from and they don't understand that if you do this deal with them and, and acquiesce to everything that they want, they're basically going to put your company or your situation in trouble. Um, so they don't have... In other words, there's not a, for me... I read into that scenario that there isn't a common need because if the other person is prepared to say, well, it's this or not, then uh, it's this, you know, it's my way or the highway, then you don't want to go be involved in that.
0: So there's a certain level of screening that takes place in negotiations as well, because if you're in, in negotiations with someone and they are conducting themselves in that manner that 's a as you 've just alluded to a really good insight into what it may be like to do that deal with that person
1: yeah I mean you can imagine I and mean, if you do a deal with that person what 's going to happen if there 's a problem down the road um, you know you th- there 's not a common need there 's not a common respect if you like at the end of the day i 'm not saying about we have to have to respect everywhere we we look, but negotiation by by you know by definition it 's a discussion between professional people. Um, to reach an agreement and by saying to somebody it's my way or the highway um, that's not a discussion mm. to reach an agreement a mutually beneficial agreement mm. you know in a negotiation nobody is looking to harm uh, metaphorically the other party at the end of the day we just want to reach an agreement whatever that is and the process of reaching that agreement is can be long and laborious but Uh, Or it can be short and sweet as long as you understand that your needs are met and the other party's needs are met.
0: So, we're talking about a win win here.
1: Well, win win, there's many outcomes, uh, but we, you know, that's a phrase that's been banded around, bands around all the time. But yeah, the ultimate goal is where both parties walk away um, happy where an agreement is reached. It doesn't matter how that agreement is reached, um, but you walk away and you think, yeah, I'm happy with that deal. Mm. Um, And the other party does as well. And it keeps the door open for further negotiations um, as the relationship between the two businesses grow. Okay? Um, So, yeah, the ultimate goal is a win-win. Unfortunately, lots of negotiations don't end up in a win-win.
0: Hmm. yeah it makes sense and you've mentioned a few times about you know the skill of negotiating it's a game or perhaps even an art form could you go into a bit more detail about the different types of negotiation styles or the different ways that we negotiate
1: well um yeah we can um you know, I think it's important... We've just mentioned about the win-win. I think it's important that there are different scenarios as well. There is a win-lose scenario. A deal is struck, but it's a win-lose. Um, that's where both the sides both sides are, are, are wanting to get what they want without much regard for the other party. Um, the In a win-lose, one party gets what they want and the other party doesn't, but a deal is struck. You know that's a uh, road to ruin that is um, there's a lose-lose uh, where both parties struck, strike a deal and actually they walk away uh, and they've both lost but they don't realise it till later um, obviously win-win is the ultimate but there's also something else called win-lose-win-lose where um, we uh, both parties have won something but both parties have lost something um, so you know there are different Outcomes to a, just because a deal is struck, mm. just because you've signed an agreement, doesn't mean it's win win. Mm. Now, all of that comes back down to uh, the skills of negotiation. How do you sort of do this? Um, generally speaking, most people have uh, five different styles of negotiating. And as I said earlier, it depends on your upbringing, your nature, your nurture, unless you've been trained. Um, everybody has a way of negotiating. Um, and there are five different styles, the, which lead to one of those outcomes I've spoken about. Um, you know, there's there's the first style, which is something I think we can all relate to, is what's called a comp- a competitive style it's called compete style Um, this is where a particular negotiator all he wants to do is win for him and his company he doesn't care about the other side Um,
0: so the competitor as alluded to by the name all they want to do is get the deal and win it and I'm assuming it's probably ego driven as well and it's really just about getting that deal over the line for the accomplishment of closing that deal.
1: Yeah, that's all. They're they're completely f- focused, very narrowly focused on their their own, their own or the company's own shorter term gains. Okay. Uh, they're not looking at longer term. So they, um, they-, they use whatever power and tactics they can get to to get that deal. Um, it you know, at its extreme, competitive. Negotiators can be considered aggressive, you know aggressive negotiating um you know very often competitive style negotiators are in a very strong position. they have the money behind them, they have a company behind them, they have many other suppliers they can go to uh or buyers they can go to you know they they're in a strong position, so you the s- typical scenario is a major. Uh, supermarket firm, small farmer, small farmer comes comes in. I want to buy my. I want you to buy my apples. The apples are great, um, but the, the 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 big supermarket chains. Are, well, yeah, we will buy your apples, but it's only on on our terms, you know. Um, and the the small farmer is faced with this aggressive type of attitude. Um, if the negotiator for the supermarket chain is a competitive style negotiator
0: and I guess this happens a lot of the time and I'm assuming that there are ways of dealing with someone who's negotiating with you in that way
1: yes there are I mean there there are four other styles Um, I mean if I name them uh, you've got the compete style you've got the uh, accommodating style I'll talk about these in a minute there's the um, avoidance style, there's the collaboration style, there's the compromiser, Um, you know, there are different styles that you can use to combat the competitor. But it depends, again, on the scenario. Um, You know, a competitive style strategy is a good strategy, a good style if you want something done quickly. Or you have no choice. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not necessarily a bad idea, mm. but it depends on the scenario. The, uh, an avoider, for instance, will avoid conflict. So he or she will have a question and they will always say to you, um, or let me come back to this. Let's talk about this first. They'll avoid the situation. They'll avoid the conflict. That doesn't work with a competitor because a competitor wants conflict.
0: Mm. Okay. So if we just strip this back um, and look at, these one at a time and perhaps discuss each of the styles so we've got a real understanding of them. I, I understand the competitive style that makes sense and I've certainly met people that negotiate in that style. The next one you mentioned was the avoidant, avoider style.
1: You can, yeah, we can talk about the avoidance style.
0: Yeah, so the avoidance style is, you said it's someone who avoids the conflict. So what does that mean in regards of if they want to negotiate a deal, what exactly are they avoiding? They're avoiding conflict to get the deal done, so they're, they're more likely to get a worse deal. I, I don't understand how that the avoidant negotiating style works.
1: All right, well, it, it's about whether you want to invest time to resolve the conflict or to resolve something uh, that actually outweighs the benefit. Um, if something is trivial... Uh, You know, you can turn to an avoidance style if if suddenly the discussion goes into something that actually isn't worth your time. It's not, it's not paramount. So you avoid that conflict. It's not worth having a conflict about something that's not that relevant. Um, The urgency of something, um, you know, if something is very urgent, for the other party okay you don't want to be dragged into this urgency you know you need time to reflect to think about things you're being put under pressure then instead of conflicting instead of having a conflict with the other person and you know uh batting back to him say well no i'm not i'm not doing this that will create a uh, a conflict avoidance is a very good way of giving yourself time to consider all manners of uh, how the how a deal can be done. Um, that
0: that certainly helps with clarifying in my mind actually how people that avoid go around negotiating and it and it makes sense and actually using that style to buy yourself a bit of time in the long run probably does help out and and as also you alluded to if it isn't worth your time even thinking about it or looking at it just avoiding that part of it also makes sense and i'd imagine for someone who's uh, more proactive that can be extremely frustrating dealing with someone that's just avoiding certain areas of a negotiation
1: well yes but it's a technique and yeah. it's a style yeah and you know um professional negotiators or good negotiators you've got to remember that people you know we're talking about this Gary so people are, are aware that there are different types of styles Now, everybody out there listening is probably thinking, well, I'd I'd do it this way. Mm. Fine. But there are people you come across who will change their style to match you. Mm. It's about matching you. You know, they will know that you're a competitive type of uh, negotiator. So they will go into the avoidance style to avoid that conflict. And for the competitor, that's a nightmare.
0: I was going to say that these two, well, they conflict for the competitor massively. (laughs) Don't they? He wants the conflict and he's not getting any.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, whether the avoidance style is the right style, I, I don't know. We don't know. But no. there, there are different styles that you can use yeah, yeah.
0: to combat. So it's almost like you. Dependent on the situation, circumstances, and they're all different, you could take different approaches at different times of a negotiation. You it, don't just need to be the competitor or exactly, the avoider.
1: Exactly. So, that's the whole point that, yeah. you know, uh, negotiation, if you go into the depth of it, it, that's why it's a skill. Knowing the different styles and being able to adapt yourself. Now, look, normally, I've, you know, I've said there are normally five um, negotiating styles that we can talk about. Generally, People use one, two, or three of those naturally. Mm. They don't know they're using them, but we've all avoided conflict at mm. sometimes. We've all been competitive at sometimes. We've all accommodated at times. We've all compromised. We've all collaborated with another person, but we're not consciously aware of it. Mm. But when you go into a negotiation where there's high value or there's a need, you've got to be aware of these and being able to adapt depending on who you're facing across the
0: table. I, I could imagine that this could also be extremely fun. I mean, once once you know the negotiation styles um, and you're looking at getting deal at the end, it could be a fun process rather than looking at it as laborious, stressful, or difficult. it could be like, okay, we're in a negotiation. I've got, as you have, the skills necessary to deal with whatever happens. Mm. Let's have some fun with it. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. negotiation, I mean, it is interesting. At the end of the day, it's a, uh, it's, it's, uh, what can I say? it's a war of words, isn't it really? (laughs) Uh, but it's harmless. There's no bloodshed at the end of the day two you know, mutually respected parties are coming together to find the best way forward. Now you use your skills to do that. I mean, that's, that's, you know, we've all, we, we had the right to do that, Mm. but you've got to be aware of, of, of of what is out there. Mm. Um, and what is out there, what I'm telling you is to negotiate, um, is something that is not taught at university mm. and there are ways of doing it and there are ways and, and you have to try and read the other person as well mm. what type of style they are and use a style that can can work with them.
0: So we've looked at the competitive and the avoidant. What was the um, next negotiation style? That
1: well, I mean, was... you know, um, if you like, I mean, i try and... Okay, uh, accommodating, an accommodator. Okay, an accommodating style. And there are people out there who might think I might be like that is because the relationship is everything. An accommodator will give up everything. Whatever you want, I will give you. So I want this, Mark. Yes, you can have it. Uh, Can we do this? Yes, you can. They are happy to have a I lose, you win scenario. Because they want the relationship to continue, the business relationship. So in the first off, I'm prepared to, uh, if you like, lose the negotiation. But all I want is a deal. That's all I want. Because I know that once that deal is done, I can prove the benefit of my product or my service. And I can create the relationship in the longer term and therefore start to eke back a little bit of what I've lost in that negotiation as the relationship continues. Do you understand what I mean? I completely accommodating. understand Accommodating. Accommodating. So, um, so, and, you know, and people who very often, um, if you think about people in your life who are accommodating, they rarely, if ever, say no to you. It's not because they're weak. They... The relationship is everything. Unfortunately, if you remain accommodating throughout the relationship, you will end up losing because the other party will take advantage of you.
0: Completely makes sense. So, actually, if you're looking at creating a longer term relationship or deal that actually being accommodating and giving people what they want right at the start, is a really good idea because it allows you to actually create a relationship together on that deal, and then actually for future deals or future um, areas to work together, flourish. That that's again a, a really interesting way. Well, in it's which a people technique, negotiate. isn't it? I yeah. mean,
1: you might walk in and say, "Do you know what? Whatever happens, I'm going to give everything away." Obviously, I, I'm, I'm not going to sort of sell sell my house, but. Um, you know, I want the deal because I know that once that deal is struck, we can continue and I can eke back mm. and I can change my style later. Mm. Um, you know, accommodators are often naturally very well liked by their opposite parties. They they get on well with people. Why, why wouldn't you? When somebody says yes to you all the time, you're going to like them. Mm. Um, you know, also accommodating, what happens if you I don't know. Something happened uh, in the process leading up to negotiation, and your company or you made a mistake, or there was a error, or something upset the other party. You know, if you want to retrieve that relationship, you accommodate them. Yeah. That that's natural. We do yeah. that anyway. If we, if yeah. if you feel you've you you know you've upset somebody, and you know it was your fault, but you want the relationship to continue, you will do everything you can to try and win that relationship back now that then you're going into the accommodating style and you know if you're in a very weak position um where you know that this company uh can you know it's better sometimes it's better to accommodate in a negotiation than it is to try and win something from them. You're in a weak position. And if you know you're in a weak position, but you still want a deal, accommodate the other party.
0: And also, I guess, accommodating can also save a lot of time rather than if you're looking at a negotiation, you think, well, in the long run, you know, this deal's worth this amount or, or it's a really good deal let's just accommodate what they want now because we know further down the line. So really the... Yeah,
1: it's all, it's all about the relationship.
0: Yeah, the accommodators are really good at building relationships. It's
1: relationship building. Yeah. Um, You know, as I say, it, and it's a strategy. It's a strategy. And it could be that there are, you know, even within a negotiation, it could be that you're not accommodating on price. Okay, you stick to your price, you become competitive, if you like, okay, on your price. However... On other areas of the deal you will accommodate them Mm. so you can you know it's not just about as as I said earlier it's not just about one thing Mm. there are so many areas that need to be negotiated before a true uh, deal is struck where it's a win-win
0: yeah so you can have a blend of them and and interestingly enough I guess accommodators may, may struggle as you mentioned further down the line so I guess if you are using the accommodating style to say look, we can accommodate you on this scenario, but moving forward, it will have to be like this. So it's almost, you know, we'll accommodate this, but moving forward, there has to be barriers and boundaries in place moving forward. Because if you, as you alluded to, if you're too accommodating, then you're setting yourself up to get a loss further down the line as well as yeah. potentially initially.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. I mean, you know, think about people in your life. There, there are lovely people out there. We all love them. but And they always say, yes, you know, they accommodate. Uh, but at the end of the day, too much accommodation uh, ends up with you being taken advantage of And a shock at the end of it, Mm. uh, whatever that shock is. So it's about the relationship. There are reasons to uh, accommodate the other party, um, as long as you're aware of those reasons and the longer term goal. And the relationship is important to you. Mm. If you don't think the relationship is important to you, um, then don't accommodate.
0: Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I understand the accommodating Type of negotiator, what would be? I think we've covered three so far the competitor, the avoider, and the whichever the last one was. What would be the fourth one?
1: Well, I mean, there's so much more. I mean, because, you know, obviously when we do our seminars and our workshops, we go into depth about this. We do role plays and, you know, you can talk about these styles, the self-defense against them. What's the danger of having this style It's very deep. So we're really glossing over it. But if you want to uh, talk about something that um, is quite the fourth one that we, as you said, then let's talk about the compromiser. Okay. Very often, People think that uh, negotiation is all about compromise. They feel that, well, I've made a compromise or we've compromised. Uh, That must be a win-win, okay? It's not. To compromise is not to negotiate. To compromise is just a facet, a style, okay, a technique, a strategy of negotiation, it does not mean to bargain or, and it does not mean to ne- uh, to negotiate. Um, compromising, a compromiser does little more than haggle and split the difference. Okay? With no real deep understanding uh, or, or, or creation of value taking place for the relationship or the deal itself. A compromiser will very often settle for less than what they want or need. Okay? When you walk into a negotiation, everybody has a full, if you like, pie in front of them. Okay? So we're talking about pieces of the pie.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, When you compromise, you actually give up something. You win something and you give up something. And a compromise is not a win win a compromise is a win lose win lose because the pie at the a compromise solution a compromiser from both parties if you have to compromise then you've got a majority of the pie mm. that you started out with but you've lost some elements of it you've actually lost something okay to compromise is to give something up mm. It's not to win something,
0: it's to give something up. Um, So something just springs to mind here, the differentiator between the compromiser and the accommodator. Um, So the accommodator is someone who will accommodate your needs.
1: An accommodator will be happy, an accommodator is somebody who will be happy to leave the table and know that you've won. Yeah and i and the accommodator has lost he will be yep. happy doing a deal knowing yep. he's lost basically his pie
0: okay whereas a compromiser is someone who just gives up a share of the pie yep. and actually
1: in return yep. for for a piece of the other party's okay. pie yep. the thing is the, the the perfect negotiation is where both parties have their full pies at the end of it so they walk in with everything that they wanted Uh, They know what they want, the other party has, and guess what? They walk away with their pies intact, okay? The accommodator loses his pie, Mm. the compromiser has lost some of his pie, Mm. but then so has the other party. Okay. I'm not saying it's wrong. Um, You know, you compromise with somebody you trust normally, um, or perhaps when you're pushed for time. You know, you know, you can't win everything, but you need the deal. So, okay, we give this up. As long as you can give us this, we will give this up. But you've got to know what you're giving up. And also, you've got to know what you're giving up equates to what the other person is giving up. Mm. So compromise, just because somebody's given something up, doesn't mean that it's a a win for you. So, for instance, um, you know somebody says okay I'll pay that price I will compromise that price I will pay that price Um, and he the other party is happy with that Um, and he will say okay um, I will pay you within a month or something whatever the compromise is but the irony is that being paid in a month for you is not as good as him having the best price that you've offered. It has to equate. Otherwise it doesn't become a fair compromise. Mm. Does does that make sense? The compromises have to be equal.
0: Yeah, that does make sense. And I guess that could be a pitfall that a lot of people fall into where they compromise too much and there's not enough compromise on the other side of the negotiation. Well, it makes you think that, you know, meeting
1: halfway between people, Uh, takes the strain out of the relationship. It means, okay, everybody's happy. You know, we all walk away, Mm. we've compromised. But it doesn't leave uh, much pie left on the table for both parties. You've lost something. Mm. Um, In in other words, a better deal could have been made had you explored different areas where both parties get more of the pie. Compromise um, is an easy way out. However, it's also the right strategy at certain times.
0: Mm. That completely makes sense. Yeah. And initially I was just struggling to, to understand the differentiator. Well, if you've got, if you've those. got nothing
1: left to offer, Gary, Yeah, you know, if at the end of the day you've had a chat, you want it, you want something. Yeah. Okay. And they want, you know, to give it to you or whatever. And suddenly you've got nothing left to offer. You've got no, you know, that's it. That's it. That's when you say, okay, you yeah. break down and say, okay, I compromise. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, great, great strategy and it works. Yeah. But don't think it's a win-win and don't, because both parties yeah. have lost something.
0: And, and don't go in willing to compromise at the start either. Accepting no. That, yeah, exactly. Because I think a lot of people fall into that trap where they enter into a negotiation. There's a bit of conflict. And the first thought is, well, let's this let's co- let's both compromise and, and come to an agreement that way. And it's actually, as you've quite rightly pointed out, not necessarily the best strategy. I think a lot of people believe it to be a good strategy. But as you said, it's not necessarily equal. No, exactly. Of yeah. course
1: of course it's not. Yeah. Of course it's not. You know, you've you've also got to remember that if you compromise and they don't, you've lost. Mm. I, I mean, you know, compromise is a mutual thing. Mm. Compromise isn't on one party.
0: Before we move on to the last one, negotiations just from what we've been discussing so far, do they normally end with whoever wants it most getting the worst end of the deal. Is that typically how it plays out? Because you've mentioned multiple times it's about both parties wanting a deal, but wanting a deal and wanting a deal, you know, Mm. there's levels even within that. And my feeling is that a lot of these skills that we've discussed so far, if it's on an equal keel and both parties want it at the same point, I, I get it. But if one person wants it 20% more, that instantaneously gives more power to the other side in a negotiation.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's all about the hand that you have. Uh, you know, very often there, there's, if you like, uh, one of the parties is in a stronger position than the other. Um, very often, uh, people who uh buy off other people. Uh, people say buyers are are stronger. They've got the money to buy somebody's products or services, but that's not the case. The buyer needs this product. You're the only one that's got it. You, um, you've got to uh, Yeah both parties have to have have a need for whatever it is you're negotiating about. Um, and it needs to be established. That's where you prepare. You do your research. How badly do they want your product? Um, how badly do you want to sell to these people? Is it a question of, you know, this is the only money I've got in the world? Or, you know, is, the pro- is it just one client or customer out of thousands? Um, you know, where's the relationship going to? Uh, so many factors. Selling to this particular company, will that allow my business to grow? Buying from this particular company will that allow me access to more products to help my business grow? Wanting it as an attitude, I think when you walk into negotiation, I think it's you know understood that both parties want to do a deal. The high that one gets from striking a deal is unbelievable, mm. as we all know. Mm. You know when you walk away and go, God, I've just you know, negotiated a great deal and makes me feel good. Mm. So, um, but a seasoned negotiator, um, somebody who understands the styles and understands negotiation, the negotiation process, um, he will look at it professionally. It's not a question of what he feels, yeah. what he wants yeah. to do. It's about what is of the, the, the benefit to all concerned, mm. You yeah, know? that
0: does it it does make a lot of sense and I guess when you are entering into negotiation, an analogy that just that comes to mind is, is is if you're in a game of poker. I mean really it's it's that um what's the other person got? What have I got? We both want what's in the middle. Yeah. And actually all of this negotiating skills and tactics are kind of played out during a process. It's, yeah. it's fascinating. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's all
1: about finding. We'll talk about it in a minute. I'll talk about the last one, the fifth one, um, in a minute. But, there's, there's, you know, I'll go on to something uh, which is absolutely critical to going into negotiation, even in everyday life, really. Um, but the, the, the fifth style is a collaborator. Um, somebody who collaborates with people. This is about um, getting a win-win. Um making sure a collaborating style is making sure that both parties have what they want. Okay. Uh, the win win negotiators aren't just happy to sign a deal and that their needs are met. They will only be happy if the other party is happy as well. Because they know that if the other party is as happy as I am as a collaborator, the deal is pure and the relationship can move forward.
0: Is this sometimes where an intermediary would come in to make sure that happens? Is that is that normally how that would be played out? Well, no, or is that if a deal can't be struck that, that someone else comes in to No, to because
1: then you then then the two parties aren't collaborating. Okay. Um, you know, a collaborator insists that his needs are met. Okay. Don't get me wrong. A collaborator needs that price, needs that delivery, needs that... He needs that. That's it. But he is also very much aware that the other party's needs must be met. It's just a question of finding that perfect ground, that perfect scenario where both parties' needs are happily agreed to.
0: So what would be the pitfalls with that negotiation style because it sounds on the outside great someone wants to make sure i get a good deal and they also want to make sure that they get a good deal what's the pitfalls with negotiating in that style because
1: a collaborator very often doesn't come across another collaborator a collaborator uh will maybe come across a competitive style negotiator who isn't interested in my needs okay Okay, Um, you know, if you if the two of you, you know, it's very rare for two people to come with the same style and say, okay, uh, I need this. You need that. um, And I I can only move forward if I know that you've got that. There are so many factors involved and or they might come across somebody who wants to compromise because they don't really care about your needs. But they're happy to first something that you want, uh, but they're not happy about something else. Um, You know, getting to a collaborating style uh, to a a collaborative agreement takes time Mm. and that's understanding the other person and that's understanding what their needs are and where they're prepared to go. You know, it's not a question of meeting somebody for five minutes and saying, right, he's a collaborator. It's part of Mm. the process of negotiation.
0: Well, and also... As you mentioned, people can change styles at any moment once they become aware of it. Especially if you're dealing with two seasoned negotiators who both know what they're doing. They're both able to change negotiation skills or what strategy they're using at any moment. Yeah. That just makes the process way more interesting. Well, <laughs> and actually a lot a lot I, I, I'm kind of what I'm getting from all of this, Mark, is that it's it's really giving letting someone play the game understanding the rules. So if we all sit down around the table to negotiate, if we understand the styles, we're able to play the game better. And that's one thing I'm taking from just having this discussion with you. Awareness of what style you're using, awareness of the style the other person's using. That is really a key facet that we all need to to know and understand to negotiate our way through life and in deals and in work. Yeah,
1: of course, you know, you, you know, getting on with people generally is a negotiation. I mean, not everybody is collaborating with you. Not everybody is accommodating you and you have to change your style and you have to change your personality and character to, to get on with people. Um, You know, that, that, that's just life. And, and, you know, you alluded to poker. Uh, And in a way, it is a little bit like that because nobody is going to tell you the full details. It's up to you to find out where you stand. But you let's go back before the negotiation process. And this is a really important part. All those styles are irrelevant unless you prepare before you go into the negotiation. And this is the key, right? This is the key where so many people fall down before you move into the accommodation uh, sorry, before you move into the negotiation, you have to be aware of what is what is called your target range. OK, I don't want to be too technical. This all comes in seminars, but you have to have a target range. So let's say you're selling a car. Right. And we're talking very basic negotiation is selling a car and you've got somebody interested in your car. They want it. You need to sell it. Um, you want to sell it for five thousand pounds. OK, but what's your target range? In other words, you've got to say to yourself, "Okay, five thousand pounds is what I want. That, if you like, is your maximum. All right, you're not. You're, you'll be very happy at five thousand. But your target range is anywhere between four and a half thousand and five thousand. So, if you like, your target range can be four and a half to five and a half thousand pounds. You need to know that. Okay." The other person has a target range too. He wants your car, but he's only prepared to pay four thousand two hundred and fifty right and his target range is three and a half to four thousand two hundred and fifty. Both of your target ranges before you move into negotiation are completely there's no deal. Your target range is higher than he's prepared to pay, mm. but you don't know that, yeah, and that's part of the negotiation. So you have to have a range. In other words, you can't just say, that's what I want, take it or leave it. There's no negotiation. Mm. Right? And not only that, and this is the key point, which I'm sure we've all heard of, you also need to know what is called your walk away point. There is a point which you have to establish before you move into the negotiation that you are, if it goes below that walk-away point, there is no deal. You walk away from the table. Okay? So, you, before you move into any negotiation, whatever your product or service, you need to have these two uh, figures noted and understood by your team or by yourself. Your target range And your walk away point and your walk away point is always less than your target range. Mm. There is a walk away point and the whole point, okay, about negotiation is that the deal is struck within your target range. Target range is what you're happy with. And you've got to match that with somebody else's target range, but Mm. you don't know what that is. You don't even know what their walk away point is. Mm. And you've got to establish that. And that's done through the process of negotiation and through the process of using different styles Mm. to get to that perfect point where both parties Mm. strike a deal within their target ranges, not even close to their walk away points. Their target ranges mm. that doesn't mean loss that mm. means win mm. your target range is your win mm. your target between this figure and that figure or or service or whatever
0: and following on from from that just with what you mentioned earlier you know your say your your lowest range is four and a half thousand pounds on your walk away points four thousand pounds yeah you know at 4,250, it's lower than your your target range. However, they may be able to negotiate a different aspect that's not financial, such as, oh. you know, if, yeah, such as, well, look, 4,250 and you can take it now is negotiating not just on, on price. So you're still within the, above the away point, lower than actually your range. But because you're negotiating a different aspect of that, the value is still met well if you do that then you've compromised okay so
1: you've lost your price you? you know you're, you're not within your target range
0: so what's however the, yeah
1: you've won on yeah. getting delivery of the car today so that's part of the negotiation but actually your piece of you've just lost a piece of pie you're not in your target range had yeah. you negotiated better you might have been able to find yeah. that target range
0: so why is your walk away point lower than the lowest point of your target range, if that's because the case. your
1: target range is your win. Okay. Okay. Your target range is where you are happy. The happiness of it. Okay. So you want five thousand for the car, but you know you'll you'll be happy with four and a half. Okay. You know they right. don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They don't know. So the, so the, so the lowest they, they yeah. know. But anything less than four and a half, you're struggling.
0: Okay. But you, okay, I see what you and mean. And yeah. you're
1: prepared to do a deal as long as there's a compromise, Yeah. as long as I get something else, yep. but you cannot do a deal for $4,000. Okay. Anything less than 4000
0: and that you've got to walk away. So I'm assuming then when you're negotiating with people, if you can't meet the price that they want... You could look to make them happy in another way, such as, look, they want five. I can only offer four. So let me offer them four, but also give them something else so they can still walk away. Although they've compromised on the price, they can still walk away happy because they're getting something else with it.
1: But then you might come across another style of negotiator who just won't accept that. Okay. And he'll say, well, no. Yeah. He'll just say no. (laughs) right okay no i don't want that that's what i want well okay you've got to then start to discuss what other areas you can talk about
0: which is where the fun starts happening right (laughs) well yeah and and then
1: and then you know the whole styles come into it yeah you know um are you going to compromise do you think compromise is good for you
0: and i guess this is where you say planning in advance comes in because you you know when you go into a negotiation you should be pre-planned like you're saying knowing the your your range of what you want to do knowing your walk away point all of this stuff allows you not to necessarily get caught in the moment to actually know right this is what I'm negotiating yeah. and this is what I'm happy it,
1: with it, it, it's, it's really important before any negotiation uh, where if, you know and we t- It's easy to talk about price and cost, but there are so many other areas and we've just been talking about a car. We're talking about corporate negotiations where there's so many things. I mean, let's take a, a negotiation about your job. Uh, uh, you know, you you you're negotiating terms of your contract. I mean, it's not just about how much money you get paid; it's how much holidays you get, sick pay. Um, oh my God, there's so many things,
0: and all of this takes place in the planning process before you even. You enter need to know before yeah. you
1: go into renegotiate your job. Yeah. Okay. What. Your target range is where you will walk away happy. Of course, you're going to try and get the best for yourself, but that will not happen. Mm. So you've got to have a range, and you've also got to know your walk-away point, mm. right, where you actually walk out of the job because they didn't give you yeah. the terms. Yeah, yeah. And then once you know that, it's up to the other party to find what that is. Yep. It's up to you to find out what their, their target range or walk-away point is. And that's where you come to uh, an agreement. And you find that out by using those different styles. Most of us, as I say, have one or two that we, we normally go to. But, you know, when you talk about serious things um, or size of the negotiation, you've got to be aware of these different styles and apply them accordingly. However, a good negotiator will also apply them against you.
0: So, Mark, I know that you've been teaching negotiation skills for many years, you actually go into companies and do bespoke courses, educating them on exactly how to negotiate for their company specifically. Have you got an example on how you go about doing that, about the process of how you actually teach people negotiation skills on your courses?
1: Uh, yeah, of course I have. Um, you know, uh, it, it's it's something where you have to uh, put across the theory of negotiation, um, explain in depth everything that we've been discussing today, um, and then put it into a practical scenario. Um, but I think it's important to recap on a few things. The most important thing for a negotiation is to be prepared, to know exactly um you know, what your need is. And that means knowing your target range, target range for cost, target range for installation, target range for uh, terms of payment. There's so many different facets. Target range is your win, where, you know, if you fall in within your target range, you've won. If you go below your target range, you've lost, but you're prepared to accept it. Um, And then you've got to know your walk away point. Walk away, literally, it means what it means. It means you walk away from the deal. OK, you've got to have that. Too many times we walk into a negotiation, even at its basic level, and we agree a price. And actually, it's why we haven't even thought about our walkaway point. Um, we've got to know about the styles. Um, you've got to, you know, relate them to yourself, understand other people's way of negotiating their style and being and learn how to sort of combat that or to go with it. As far as uh, in a a coaching scenario is concerned, doing this, um, you know, there is a a learning process, Um, you know, exactly what is a target range? What does that mean? What does a walk away point mean? All of that. What is a, uh, what's a competitive negotiator mean? What's compromise really mean? All of those things that has to be understood first. And then we move into um, role plays where we actually set up a, a, a bespoke a uh, scenario uh, where we have a buyer and seller okay um, and we talk about a product. we put a product on the table and the buyer has a price that it's recommended to be sold at. Um, the seller has a price that he wants to buy it at and you know we throw in things like guarantees and warranties, delivery times, terms of payment, um, installation whatever the product is and then we work a role play you have two teams and we say to a particular team okay let's negotiate on this area i want you to be a collaborator and the other team is if you like a, a competitor so how do they get a uh, how do they get on using uh, those styles against each other and it develops And in the end, the idea is to actually have a full grown, a a fully blown um, negotiation process in the training room between two parties. And that's where you learn how to switch styles, how to understand what the other person is saying. Um, It's done like that.
0: So this podcast so far has been extremely informative and we've learned the different styles of negotiation, having specific planning before you go into a negotiation. But actually what you're saying is that it's an iterative process, learning negotiation skills. You, you can listen to this, you'll have some idea, and obviously awareness is huge. So you, from this point on, if you've listened to what, what you've said, you'll be in a situation to be able to negotiate better, but actually really understanding negotiation is an iterative process. It has to be done by doing it, or by having role plays, or by being coached in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, to to uh, right at the beginning, you know, negotiation skills isn't something taught at university, and unless you're in a position to negotiate on big deals, you'll you'll never become a negotiator. We all have our certain ways of negotiating. We understand negotiation, um, and we always fall back on our nature or our nurture. But you know, this is um, it, it, it's it's deeper than that. Um, There are theories. There are uh, ways, there are strategies, and that has to be understood in a training room. You know, it is it is an adult university what we do. Mm. Um, learning these different styles, working with them, learning how other people react. Um, we have to uh, understand that the process of negotiation isn't just about getting the best price. Mm. We have to understand so many things, um, and that takes a period of time. It's a process and it takes role plays and it takes interaction uh, with me and you and and working through these difficult areas of life or business um, to to maximize our product or our service. Um, it's really a question of investing time and of course some money into developing and honing and being aware of all the other attributes or or all the other things that are involved with negotiation. The word negotiation is a very deep word um, in a a corporate sense. And that has to come from people like you and I, Gary. um, And we have to act out and role play that uh, within that training room scenario.
0: Well, Mark, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been a, a really key insight into negotiation skills, and opened my mind up to just how complex and complicated an area it is. And just the the few areas or the glimpse that we've had in it today has been been fantastic. So. Thank you very much for coming on today.
1: Thank you very much, Gary. Uh, as I say, you know, it, it is complex. Uh, it doesn't have to be complex because once, like everything in life, isn't it? Once you're aware of something, then suddenly it becomes easier. Mm. And it's a fascinating thing. Um, it, these are skills that very often are not coached. They're not taught. Um, and for anybody out there in the, who needs for his living to know how to negotiate um, this sort of information and what we can do is invaluable. Mm.
0: And again, thanks again, Mark. And yeah, uh, yeah, thank you very much.
1: It's my pleasure. Nice to see you again.
0: A fascinating and thought-provoking discussion with Mark about negotiation skills. If you really enjoyed that episode and you actually want to learn in a classroom-based environment where you'll really understand how to negotiate in your life, then all you need to do is to schedule a free 30 minute consultation, which you can do in the episode link description.